Welcome to the Daniel Artest Podcast, and today we have a special episode. Um, me and the guys from 265 Media, we actually recorded our podcast live on Clubhouse. And for those that don't know, Clubhouse is an invitation-only audio chat social networking app. And um, we decided to just have a, a show on, on Clubhouse because we have a nice built-in following already. Um in the Daniel Artest podcast on Clubhouse Room, which has about 385 members in it. So we wanted to, you know, deliver the content to those people in there. And so, you know, we basically had a dope show. We talked about, you know, the G League Ignite team um, since the G League just started. And um, we just decided to break down some G League games, some G League players and everything. And um, it was a really good show. So shout out to everybody at 265 Media. This is the Daniel Artest Podcast Clubhouse Edition. Welcome to the Daniel Artest Podcast. This is the Clubhouse Edition. For those that don't know, you know, Clubhouse is uh, one of the best apps out here right now. Um, but we're talking basketball today. You know, um, I got my moderators with me. I got Lawrence Goggins from Unlimited Sports. I got Chris Mills from the Mills Lane Podcast. JC from Johnson Nerds United. K-Dot from Hooper's I got Zach from the Off the Glass Podcast. And also, we got the first lady, Jada J in the building. So, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? Yeah, so um, but yeah, um, so like I said, this is a live podcast. So we got people in the audience. This is just for the viewers that's listening to the podcast. We got viewers in the audience gonna let them chime in and stuff like that. But for the most part, we're just gonna introduce our shows and then we're gonna get the conversation started real quick. So I am Daniel Artest, I am the host of the Daniel Artest Podcast. I am the founder of 265 Media Podcast Network as well. You can stream my show on every podcast um, platform. You consume your content. Go ahead, Lawrence. Yes, indeed. Hopefully everybody's doing good. Um, nice to see everybody tune in to, uh, to the show tonight. Um, I'm with Unlimited Sports Inc. Podcast, also a co-partner with uh, 265 Media and also have his podcast aired out. What's going on, y'all? This is Chris Mills of the Mills Lane Podcast. Also partnered with 265 Media. Doing everything but sports, because we got enough sports, so we got a broad horizon. So if you're looking for something, come holler at us at 265 Media. What up, what up? JC, that's what they call me. I'm a host at Jackson Nerds United. You know, we talk about, you know, some sports, my nerd stuff. So, holla at me. 265 Media, taking over. What up? What it is? What's popping? It's your boy, K-Dot. And I'm with the Hoopers Unhailed podcast, detailing all about Hoopers who may not be the most well-known. So, I give them a platform to tell their story. It's, all, it's available on all streaming platforms. So, if you got anybody, definitely hit me up. We definitely want to put them on the stage and tell their story. 265 Media, respected conglomerate. 
This your boy Zach from the Off the Glass podcast. My motto is fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. Partner here with 265 Media, one of the best, if I say the best podcasting network going right now. So thanks for tapping in with us. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Jay to Jay in the building. I want to thank the Kings for allowing me to always step on stage with you. A former athlete, now I ain't playing in WNBA, but I used to do a little bit in the paint, yo. Now watch, don't judge my life. I do grown woman things. That's the company, don't judge my life media. Watch the movement on all social media at day to day 21 And I promise you, I can show you better than I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Yo, Jay, every time I hear your intro, it always sounds like when you get to the when you get to the end, it always sounds like a bumble. <laughs> Hey, D.A., hey, we rude, man. We should have let Jada go first. No, I can't. Yeah, that's our fault right there. All right, well, let's let's get into it real quick. So, um, yesterday, the G League, you know, started their season. Uh, they call it the Gubble. First, we had the NBA bubble. Then we had the WNBA wobble. And now the G League is called the Gubble. I'm not going to call it that. But um, I just want to talk about the G League, the night team. Um, they beat the Santa Cruz Warriors 109 to 104. Um. The Santa Cruz Warriors have players like, you know, the rookie Nico Mannion, uh, Jeremy Lin, who was really impressive in his um, coming back to the NBA and everything. But I just want to give um, the floor to the guys, let them know, um, uh, well, a question is, uh, what's, what was your thoughts about the game yesterday, starting with uh, Lawrence? Go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was um, it was a nice showing from the young kids, man. I, I definitely wanted to see how they did. And I also want to see how those vets like the Bobby Brown, the guy that's like a 36-year-old point guard, long-time journeyman in the basketball game, and um, guys like Jared Jack coming back off an injury, how did they translate the game and make it a little easier for him? Um, Jalen Green looked like he he did pretty good. He settled in uh, after trying to get some, you know, forced buckets. But that kid, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, man, he looks like a complete package just waiting to develop. Yeah, to uh, to add on to what Lawrence said, I mean, it's pretty much everything he just said. Uh, Kaminga, he 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 he's gonna be a real one for real. Even though he sprained his ankle today, but he looks like he's gonna be a real one for real. Um, but uh, what I want to say is Jared Jack, man, he got twenty three points in eighteen minutes. Man, he was out there killing the game, killing the game, the whole. The whole uh, first half, second half also in those 18 minutes that he was out there. So, yeah, they got a lot of good looks. Jeremy Lamb looked good with 18-5. Jordan Poole did his usual 22. It was a good look. And uh, also Brandon Ashley, man, he went for 17-9 uh, yesterday. So Yeah, uh, the, the most important thing that I, that I like about this night is that they have Brian Shaw as the head coach. Um, and then to add on all of the veterans like the Bobby Brown, Brandon Ashley, Jared Jack, even Amir Johnson. I mean, getting those guys to kind of be around those young guys like the Jalen Greens, the Isaiah Todd, and the Jonathan Flamingos, that's going to help their game out a lot. And one thing that impressed me about the night yesterday was definitely Jonathan Kaminga. He was very fluid in his, uh, in his way and his approach to the game. Um, I liked how he was uh, facilitating the fast break, especially on the secondary break. Um, of course, with the 19 points, uh, of course, he could shoot a little bit better uh, from the perimeter. But, um, you know, with, with his 
uh, identity and his IQ yesterday was very impressive. Um, yeah, and the same thing with the uh, Santa Cruz Warriors. I, I was impressed with, of course, Jordan Poole being the second-year guy out of that team. And then, of course, the 32-year-old Jeremy Lin coming back after being in uh, China uh, last year. So, um, you know, that game was pretty pretty good. But the G League uh, Ignite was very impressive. Yeah, I'm a, we mentioned uh, Brian Shaw, Kate, I just did. But I want to really give Brian Shaw his flowers. Uh, he should be getting another coaching job opportunity real soon. But also, I want to give Sharif Abdul-Rahim his flowers as well. He's the guy that's kind of over this for the league office uh, with this Ignite team, which we can't forget that this is kind of, I don't want to say like an experiment, but this is the first year when we've had guys come straight from high school into this feeder-type program and then to have the top elite guys say no to college and go on there. So for them to come out as a team and have a showing like that, I don't think we should just gloss over that. Uh, they looked very organized, looked very ready. Even the roster from the Bobby Browns to Jared Jacks to all the way down to the Amir Johnsons, um, just the right blend of veterans and the right type of veterans, very high character guys. And then even me and DA was talking about, because we both were high on, I don't want to pronounce his first name wrong, but the uh, Knicks, the, the the big two guard and how he had Jared Dyson, Jack. Yeah, Dyson Nix. Yeah, Dyson Nix. How they had, DA had pointed it out, how Jared Jack was out there. And that was Shaw kind of easing the young fella in uh, until his first, you know, official NBA pro level start. I thought Jalen Green, a little anxious, a little antsy. Um, so we'll see how he settles in going forward. Kaminga for me was a clean slate, familiar with the highlights in the name, but really didn't know a lot about his game. My impression of him was the playmaking was next level, the reads, the back cuts, perfect bounce passes, not the full court length one, like that was cool, but the one he had on the back cut when he hit Brandon Ashley, who was a solid player at Arizona, man, a, a really underrated player at Arizona, kind of a do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades, energy-type guy. So um, impressive showing. Um, also, Nico Mannion, who somebody – I was kind of interested to see how this was going to work for him in the NBA. I didn't know if his lack of athleticism and size was going to prevent him at the next level. But since I've been watching him in the preseason, he looks very poised. You can't speed him up. He looks like a, a savvy veteran already. And again, I'm going to keep harping on this. Uh, this draft was loaded with talent. You know, don't let the naysayers and the casuals and the superstar media people tell you this draft was weak because it wasn't top heavy. But as far as guys that are going to have long, productive careers in this league, it was no shortage of that type of talent. So for me, uh, I wanted to make sure I highlighted Sharif Abdul-Rahim and also Brian Shaw for what they have going on over there with that young team. Yeah, yeah. I want to um, touch on certain players. So what we're going to do, we're just going to run down the list of players. We're going to start with Jonathan Kuminga, and then we're going to go to Dash and Knicks, and then also Jalen Green. I want to focus on them three for a second, um, just to dive deeper and stuff, man. Because um, with, with Kaminga, my opinion on them is that he he was he impressed me a little bit. You know, um, his performance stood out to me. The upside that he has as a you know a versatile defender and slasher, the physical tools he had, just you know being six eight um, with a seven foot two wingspan. He's strong. He's athletic. And the defensive potential was there, but and you know I think he answered the questions the first game about his motor and engagement. Um, they were saying that was um, some areas that he needed to improve, 
And um, he was definitely engaged, you know, throughout the game. Man, I think he really played well, Zach. No, I, again, again, uh, I think the highlights as far as him being able to dunk and the athleticism was on full display. But for me, when I'm really looking at these prospects, I want to look at how they are in a team setting, how they handle playing with grown men for the first time on this type of stage. G League guys are guys that are hungry. You know, it's not it's not the same as maybe an NBA guy who got that that guaranteed money. These guys are trying to get in the league, so it's a different can be a little bit different different animal. But again, his complete game is what I was impressed with in those tools at his size. And now I he was already on the board pretty high. But if he continues to play like this, I know everybody's talking Kay Cunningham, but hey, somebody might make a reach, man, because the guy's talent and his athleticism is that high. That's just my opinion. Mm. And um Kate, I want to dive in on more on, on, on Dash and Knicks, Kate. Um, I, I like his game too as well. I like his ability to finish in the paint. I like the way he was competing, you know, making an impact off the bench. Um, but I do want to see how he looks as the season goes on because, you know, he's a big guard, 6'5", about 230. And so I still have some type of concerns on how his game will translate to the NBA. And even though he was um, able to finish in the paint, he still was struggling to create some separation. And on defense, you know, he was beating up the dribble too much. It was actually easy. Um, when um, he was guarding Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was able to get past him at will a little bit. But, um, you know, I don't want to nitpick or whatever. I like Nick. I think that he's tough, but he's still got to get a little bit quicker. He got to get more burst, um, especially for this NBA, um, for the, how the NBA guards are today. Even though it's not really an issue, you know, there's still some slow guards in the NBA today as well. And I wish he would have shot more jumpers. I think he only took one jumper or three that he made. But, you know, he was solid in his, in his first game, KDOT. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I really like, you know, how he came out. Um, just like you said, he had that one uh, three-point shot. Um, his NBA first step definitely will have to um, improve. I think um, from, you know, from what I saw yesterday, uh, he, he was a little, he was a little slow um, defensively, but he, he had, he had good instincts. He had good instincts um, in that time that he was there. And just like you said, he, you know, he's a big kid. Um, I'll, I'll see what his conditioning looks like, you know, as, as far as how we, you know, how they run up and down the floor. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm really, um, I, I really enjoyed the way he executed, you know, as far as his time on the floor, um, because he did show some good, he showed some good signs, especially offensively. But um, just like you said, I just want to see um, a, a little bit of a, a quicker step from him. Um, but I think he'll be okay. I mean, he has the right guy, just like I said. He has veterans on that team. So with the Jared Jack, you know, there um, and the Bobby Browns there, I mean, they'll definitely give him, you know, those pointers, especially uh, as far as, you know, um, running that offense and, and being a solid guard. So, you know, I think he I think he'll have a, a good um, a good solid uh, career ahead of him if he especially, uh, you know, just listen to the vet. Yeah, that's true. And. With um, I want to talk about Jalen Green too. I'm gonna to, um give this to Mills and um my opinion on Jed- on Jalen Green was like after he settled in, you know he basically reminded the scouts why, you know he's projected to be a top five pick. Man, he got a rude serve first half, but he bounced back. Um, but I do want to see him make that adjustment from being a ball dominant guard like he was in high school, to to an off off the ball guard. You know what I mean in the in the NBA. You know, and I also want to see you know, some better shot selection and defense, you know, because he was getting killed um, 
on, on ball screen. He just kept constantly getting beat. So, uh, Mills, what were your thoughts on um, Jalen Green? Well, I mean, he's he's a nineteen. Well, really, a twenty year old. His birthday was uh, on the ninth. So, I mean, it's just um, being with players that's faster than you and have the veteran IQ of former NBA players. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to come in unless you're just that special to come in to take over. You know what I'm saying? He showed glimpses. He showed flashes. You know what I'm saying? But he had to really uh, – he's really going to get there, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, playing in the G League and with the coaches that he has and, like y'all said, the veterans that he has, he's going to get there. Um, and, uh, and to uh, and to talk about Knicks also, which is crazy, his birthday is uh, Saturday. He'll be 20. It's the same thing with him, the exact same thing. We, we, we can't expect um, 19, 20-year-olds to come in even in, in the G League and be automatic standouts. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to adjust and do other things. So they'll get there eventually. But um, as of right now, for their first showing, they did good. I mean, Knicks was 12, 3, and 3. And uh, pretty much Green was 11, 2, and 5. So, I mean, they did they did they, what they were supposed to do as rookies and as 20-year-olds. So. All right, cool, cool. So I want to invite um, somebody else into the chat. I want to invite a uh, good brother. Um, his name is uh, Ian Powers um, to this podcast, to this live podcast. Actually, Ian um, is he's more on the grassroots, so he's seen these players' boots on the ground and stuff like that. So I just want him to, um, you know, have the floor real quick to give his opinion on all three players um, from um, from last night's game from the G League at night. Go ahead, Ian. Hey, how's everybody doing, man? Appreciate you having me up. Um, so, uh, I didn't see a lot of the game yesterday, but um, from my, you know, knowledge of seeing all three of those guys play in high school, you know, dozens of times, um, the way Domingo was able to be productive yesterday, he, you know, I, that didn't surprise me. He, he's pretty much been um, ever since this entire G League thing started because they were out and actually uh, working out in Walnut Creek, which is, you know, 20, 30 minutes from Oakland, where I'm from. So, uh, you know, they've been out there the entire time, kind of like their, their training headquarters until the uh, until the bubble uh, started out in Orlando. Um, and I heard Zach, you know, giving, cre- uh, giving credit to uh, Sharif, and Sharif definitely deserves a lot of credit for what's going on. But, um, you know, Raj Trickland, my man Rod has been working closely. It's kind of been more uh, of, of the on-the-ground person. He was in Walnut Creek the entire time with the team and, you know, helping them adjust, um, you know, and, and just getting them prepared for, for what's to come over these next few months as they prepare for the, for the season and um, for, for next year's draft. But, um, yeah, Jonathan is, I mean, physically, I mean, he can play in the league right now physically because he's so strong, he's so athletic, he, he has the length he has. Everything you look for from a physical makeup uh, for a modern day NBA wing. Um, my issue with him, and has always been that way, is, is that he needs to become a better ball handler and a more consistent outside shooter. Um, you know, both all, all, all catch and shoot situations and off the dribble. Um, I think right now a lot of what he does is because of his physical prowess that he can kind of just use his size and strength to get to where he needs to get to. Um, and that's fine. It's working for him at this point. But, um, 
and I think that obviously when he gets to the next level, he's going to have to expand his game some um, to become more of a versatile scorer. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see how they used Dacian Nix at all. I think Zach, Zach referred to him as a two-guard um, earlier, but Dacian is actually a point guard. Um, he's not the quickest. He's not, um, you know, he's not a traditional, you know, get in the paint, break, break your defense down, you know, like we see with a guy like a Russell, Russell Westbrook or, you know, or John Morant, some of the quick guards we've seen in the league. But he's a he's a big physical, um, savvy point guard who, who kind of reminds me of Mark Jackson. That's kind of who I would probably compare him to the most. Um, not the quickest guy, not the most athletic guy, but he has a really, really good feel for the game, really is a great passer. Um, I'm not sure that he can play any other position other than point because I'm not he's not a scorer, so to speak. Um, so him being off the ball, he won't be as effective as he would be on the ball. The problem with that is that I'm not sure he can guard opposing point guards. He would have to be in a situation where, um, you know, he has another two guard, a la, you know, Clay Thompson, somebody like that that can take that pressure off of him and, and defend the other team's point guards um, on a nightly basis. Um, in terms of Jalen, uh, I think Jalen is probably the most talented in that group. Um, Jalen's adjustment is going to come from, from him simply just not being strong enough. Um, and, you know, people who really understand how to evaluate basketball um, know that it's not a thousand not about how talented or how much more talented a guy is than you. A lot of times it's about, it's about how much stronger somebody is than you. Strength can make up, can mask a lot of, a lot of weaknesses or a lot of um, deficiencies in your game if you can just, you know, put your head down and, and kind of force your way to get to where you want to get to on the court. And Jalen right now is just it's kind of – he's going to struggle with that for a little while until he gets until he gets bigger and stronger. Um, the athleticism is there. The size is there. The two-guard. Uh, he needs to – he also needs to become a more consistent outside shooter. And the, the one thing I've always had an issue with him, even dating back to high school, is anything – there's no in-between game when everything is either from deep or it's to the basket. And there's nothing in between that. Um, he needs to get, you know, a middle game. He needs to get, uh, you know, a, a game from the mid-post area or, or something from free throw line extended where he can get to the cup and two dribbles, um, stuff like that. And But all that stuff will come with tutelage, um, you know, the more he gets the right people around him in terms of his workout people uh, um, and really starts to hone in on his body and honing in on some of those skills that, that, that can be, that can be kind of um, 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 nurtured. Um, I, I think ultimately his upside probably is probably greater than than the other two guys that we're that we're talking about. Yeah, man. Thank you for um, thank you for sharing on, on, on those players, brother. We're going to reset the room and um, we introduce the room to everybody. Um, this is the Daniel Artis podcast on Clubhouse, real basketball talk, no high takes. This is the live podcast, D League edition. Um, myself, Lawrence, Chris, John, K. Zach, and um, Corey as well from the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast that came in. Um, so let's 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 talk about today's games. Um, Mills and, and, and JC. Let's talk about today's games. Like who who's um who stood out today in your opinion? I mean, today's games was pretty much. Uh, I mean, they were pretty much decent today. Um, with with basically the uh, what's his name uh, Brown Ridge for the Manats, um, he looked pretty good today out there, man. He uh, uh, twenty eight six with a nine for nineteen for the um, field for the Manats, Fort Wayne Mad uh, So I mean, he looked decent today um, with uh, 
with uh, Jared. Um, that's the one I was talking about. His sprained his ankle. Um, he started off quick with a quick five and driving to the basket. Um, and I guess he just got tripped up and uh, sprained his ankle from having that thirty-one yesterday. And then also, I think his last name is uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, but his first name is uh, Ignace. He had uh, twenty-eight and uh, fifteen yesterday. He sprained his ankle today, also too. So, I mean, we're going to see what they look like, man. But for what I've seen so far, it looked like a brown ridge was pretty much uh, showing out today. Oh. All right, yeah, JC, I'll, go ahead. I'm going to actually take uh, JC's spot right here. Um, I, I took a look at the Knicks and Swarm games today. And um, just like uh, Mills said, uh, Jared Harper, he sprained his ankle um, early in the game. It, it looked pretty bad. Uh, he had five points to assist. To start off, he was getting hot. Yesterday, he had 31 and uh, 13 um, on 66% shooting. And, you know, that was pretty impressive. But what, what impressed me was even though the Swarm lost, uh, Burning Carey, and I believe it's uh, – I, I don't want to – it's either – I think it's Jalen McDaniels. Um, they they really impressed me today uh, with their energy. Uh, Burning Carey, he uh, – was able to uh, show a little bit of the tutelage, um, especially when he uh, got the ball on the baseline. Um, he had a, a few good looks there. Um, my guy that I saw today is somebody who went undrafted, which is Miles Powell. He went off um, coming off the bench for, for the Knicks. Uh, I think he finished. If I'm not mistaken, I think he finished with 19. Uh, he had a very good showing. Uh, he, he understood um, what to do with Jarrett being out. And um, he was able to he was able to get the job done, and, and the Knicks ended up winning that game. Um, but uh, nonetheless, like you know, that game was was pretty interesting, and I I, I liked what I saw from from Vernon, from uh, Jalen, and um, I also like what I saw from uh, Miles Powell. Um, one guy, one guy that was pretty hot when I saw him is someone you probably forgot. I'm, I'm not sure. Kentucky's James Young. He was killing um today uh, from from beyond the arc. Uh, he he had a nice little mid range game. He killed yesterday too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what happened. Um, you know, in Boston uh, because they drafted him. Um, but you know, he he killed today. I was I was really impressed with uh, with his ability to shoot the ball. And you know, with the G League, one thing that I, I noticed about the G League, you can be up. 15 points, and at the snap of a finger, that 15 points end up turning into to a, a five, uh, a two or five point lead. Um, and it's because you have so much, uh, so much rhythm as far as analytics is, is concerned, with nothing but three point shooting and, and layups. And of course, with the G League, they're trying to showcase, you know, that three point shot or that uh, or that in the paint talent. So um, that's one thing that I noticed a lot in that game. Um, as soon as you got into the secondary break, like you'll you'll penetrate and then they'll kick out for the three and the Knicks the Knicks were on beyond the yard. Yeah, K Dot, that's what uh happened yesterday in the uh Warriors and Night game. You know, the Warriors ended the first quarter uh, with a ten point lead, um up forty three thirty uh up forty three thirty three and then Ignite went on the thirty two seven run in the half with a fifteen point lead. You know what I'm saying? And then they had to lead up by 
the most they were up was 17 in the third quarter. And then the Warriors went on a 25-11 lead to cut the lead down to three. So you're absolutely right about that. But, I mean, we all know that it's always runs made in sports, especially in today's game, how well they shoot the three. So, yeah, that's uh, correct. And then um, one more thing, uh, K-Dot, Powell had a 22-9-4. Yeah, Powell was hooping, Powell was hooping. But, you know what, I want to bring something up for Zach real quick, and I know that we got to end this podcast soon because, um, you know, due to time constraints. But I think that I I love how the veterans um, play, you know, especially, you know, Jared Jack with his 23 points, he did his thing. But uh, on on a little downside, I kind of think that the veterans kind of played too big of a role, you know, um, because this team – the, the Ignite team is definitely about the younger players, you know, because the game got tight. But, you know, Jared Jack was making all the big plays and big decisions. I would have want that to be, you know, either Jalen Green or, or, or Dash and Knicks. You know what I mean? Because Scouts is watching these players. You know what I mean? So, you know, going forward, Zach, I want to see if the younger players, Rose is going to grow or, 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 do this, or do this coaching staff just want to win games. No, I think their roles are going to grow. Uh, I didn't get that feeling at all. I think they were trying to ease them into it, um, balance out the minutes. Uh, and that's what I meant even with, with Knicks playing off the ball a little bit. Kind of just ease them into it, so to speak. But um, it was a couple other players I wanted to mention, too. It was two in particular that jumped off the charts. The Oklahoma City Blue got a guy by the name of Antonius Cleveland. Please go. If you didn't watch yep. him play, oh, my God. He had 25, explosive, dunking, slasher, perfect height that you want, long arms. I mean, just unbelievable, unbelievable player, athlete, can shoot it. And then the other guy for the Iowa Wolves who had Isaiah Briscoe, you know, they had a couple veterans on their team as far as guys that's played in the league. To me, he was like the best Tyler prospect, Cook. Tyler Cook. That was crazy, man. Tyler Cook had 30, <laughs> 31 points. And I'm like, somebody with his size and what's needed in the league, I felt like Tyler Cook was the one standout to me that was like, he should be playing in the league right now. I mean, there were some other guys, Kevin Porter Jr., the talent is second to none with him. He had 25 in his game. You could just see the talent. That's why I hope I'm rooting for that young man to get his uh, off-the-court situation, whatever's going on, get get himself straight because his talent is, is crazy as well. But that Tyler Cook, somebody need to go ahead and sign him right now. Let's get him tested. Let's get him in somebody's protocol because it, he was just – unless that was just a fluke game. So I'm going to keep watching him. But those were some a couple two players I really wanted to name because we were watching some of the draft prospects like Jalen Harris, uh, Malachi Flynn, Nick Stauskas was out there getting some burn. But those two guys really stood out to me. Um, also, yeah, also, Zach uh, Alonzo Tier with the 26 points he had backing up. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, I, I definitely – listen, Tyler Cook, 6'8", uh, gave, he gave us, what, 31, 10, and 9. I mean, very explosive. A quick second jump. He was out there just, just bodying people. Like, God, that was an amazing game that he played. Uh, uh, and I was, I was very impressed. And he's a lefty, so you know, like I'm, I got a, I got a big heart for lefties because I'm a lefty myself. But when you got a six eight guy like like that, you know, who has that quick second jump, great energy, um, was able to to grab offensive rebounds um, the way he did, just keep that energy up, and you know that was that was very impressive. So 
Tyler Cook was actually on my list in my notes, Zach. So you you took that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, well, well, going forward, we're going to be looking forward to, to these um to these G League games and everything. I'm excited about the G League season and stuff and trying to see these players out who's going to be the next. Um, but with that being said, we're going to get out of here. We're going to end this um this podcast, this live podcast. And um, for Lawrence, for Mills, for JC, for KDOT, for Corey, for, for Zach, um, I'm Daniel Artest. This is the Daniel Artest Podcast on Clubhouse. We will speak to y'all soon. Love is love. Peace.